0: Welcome to Point of Pivot. This is a podcast for ladies who are on a journey to reclaim their health, fitness, and confidence. I'm your host, Emily Ivoa, a wife, mother, and nutrition coach who understands what it's like to be frustrated and spin her wheels looking for results with weight loss. Together, we'll dive into the world of macro counting, resistance training, and explore how to create sustainable behavior change. I'll be sharing tips and strategies to help empower you to shift your mindset, habits, and behaviors to finally be able to break free from feeling stuck and disappointed and to discover how to sustain results for life. Thank you for being here. There, welcome back to Pointed Pivot. In today's episode, I just want to talk a little bit about why fat loss sometimes becomes a little bit more difficult if you are over the age of forty, and also what you can do about it. So there are many reasons why it might seem more difficult to lose weight after forty. A lot of it really is a reduced muscle mass, mostly due to like having a sedentary lifestyle. But I do want to clarify that it's not as difficult to lose weight over 40 but it's more difficult to lose fat. And the reason for that is because every year after age 30, we lose a little bit of muscle and bone and so we have, when we think of weight, we need to realize that it's comprised of more than just fat. And I think especially in this culture, so many women are focused on the scale number. And we really need to start realizing that that number is a biometric tool. It does not have anything to do with what actually our weight is comprised of unless of course we have a smart scale then we can kind of see what that's comprised of but the number on the scale literally is our relation to gravity and so that's one thing I just want to preface this episode with is that when we talk about losing weight it actually is easy to do after 40. But losing fat becomes a little bit more difficult for a few reasons. For many women in their 40s, there's lots going on in life. There's kids, there's family, there's jobs, there's all kinds of things happening. And honestly, I kind of think that some of the reason that a lot of women struggle is because they are so busy and they haven't had time to really prioritize themselves. And I think that that is something that definitely needs to be addressed and Considered, but as women r- approach the perimenopause and menopause years, there starts to be f- hormone fluctuations also. So that definitely can be a contributing factor because when your hormones start to fluctuate, if your estrogen is decreasing, that will then lead to a, a more difficult time building muscle mass. And as I've said in so many episodes, muscle is metabolic tissue. And so we want to build it not only because it helps us to look lean and toned, but also because it helps us to have strength, because we also lose strength as we age. And so part of it is even just having more agility, having a less of a chance that when, if you were to fall, that you would hurt yourself or break something. So it really is helpful to have muscle on your frame, but also kind of going along with what I just said, strength training will help build muscle or bone mass rather. And so that's definitely something that we want to look at, because as we age, we also will lose bone density. And so we want to strengthen everything in our in our whole body and so strengthening our bones is really important too which is another benefit of strength training also as we age we become increasingly insulin resistant and that really is a recipe for disaster as far as if your goal is fat loss because insulin resistance will make it very very difficult to lose body fat And what happens in insulin resistance is when you eat, your muscle and fat and liver cells won't respond as they should to insulin because your body is trying to, your body breaks that food down into glucose, which is your body's preferred source of energy to be used. But if it doesn't, if your cells aren't responding to that insulin and essentially mopping up the the sugar, then it can lead to all kinds of problems. So that is an additional issue that can happen and does happen as we get older. It interferes with our appetite and can lead to more weight gain, specifically in the midsection. But when you approach the menopause years, your the hormone shifts actually can change the way your body stores fat too. So your your body will store, be more likely to store fat in the midsection area or in the abdomen, which is a super big frustration for a lot of people but so these are just some of the things that can happen but also i just think a lot of it is lifestyle related we have issues with stress we in our culture today are so incredibly stressed we have so much going on and we think that we can just handle it all and the thing that i think we don't realize is that our body pays the price our our well-being does and a lot of times we will develop just these habits that aren't serving us and we don't even realize it because we're just so used to doing the things that we have to do because we just have to. So this, but when we are chronically stressed, it will increase that cortisol and other stress hormones. And then it can also cause issues with cravings, which, because if you're, if you're chronically stressed and you aren't sleeping well, then it will dysregulate your hunger hormones. So you can see how all of this, and everything is related and nothing is in isolation one thing affects another thing so and this but this sleep deprivation too especially as you approach menopause a lot of women will have with the hormone fluctuations have um, sleep disturbances have hot flashes have things like that so your sleep deprivation then will also interfere with any normal metabolic function and can cause you know, not only issues with weight gain, but can cause heart issues like hypertension, um, can cause problems with thyroid, can cause so many issues. So I think that a lot of these things, as we can see, are kind of interrelated really with lifestyle. So there are a few things that you can do. You can't control everything. Obviously, we can't control all of the hormonal issue. And I am not an expert in hormones, um, I do know a little bit, but not, I'm not, that is not my scope. But from what I understand, it really, the hormone fluctuations can really start to cause all kinds of issues that maybe we never had to deal with before this point. So after hearing all this and the things to expect, it might seem a little bit hopeless cause, and depressing, really, because you might be thinking, great, like I'm just, I'm destined to have to be overweight and not be able to do anything about it. But I think that the biggest thing that we need to remember is that we can control ourselves, we can control the controllables, and we can dial in basics. And over the last couple of years, personally, I've done a lot of research on all kinds of different health conditions, both as I've gotten my certifications, but also just on my own. And one thing that I've noticed is that there are some common denominators. There are some things that are the same, whether you are dealing with a major health issue or not. And it's it's those basics and it's things like strength training. And I would also just like to dispel the myth that you won't get bulky if you lift weights. Women that look extremely bulky. Usually it's enhanced. It's helped from maybe certain supplements. It's not going to happen just on its own or by accident. And so I think that that is one of the biggest things. A lot of women are really scared to lift heavy weights because they don't want to gain so much muscle that they look masculine. But truly strength training if you aren't doing it will help with so many things it will help build that muscle that you're losing anyway because if you are losing weight in a calorie deficit if you aren't lifting weights then you are also losing muscle and that is probably not going to give you the look that you're going for so that even that's just an aesthetic goal but aside from that the more important pieces are that we want to we want to have that the strain on our bones and on our joints and helping to strengthen everything to build that strength so that we have more mobility we have a less of a likelihood that we will fall and get hurt as we age. So I think that that really is where you should start if you're not doing that. And also it's very effective for exercise. It's going to not overly stress you the way that cardio does. So I highly encourage any of my clients or anyone really 30 plus to really focus on strength training and walking for their main forms of exercise, because those two things are going to do so much more good And they are going to strengthen you and help you feel better and just be good overall while helping to improve your metabolism by building muscle. The next thing that can be very beneficial for helping improve your odds of losing fat over 40 is to make sure that your nutrition is dialed in and that you are eating a clean diet. So what do I mean by that? Less processed foods, having more low glycemic carbs to help with that insulin resistance, trying to prioritize protein, trying to get that one gram per pound of ideal body weight around there anyway. Um, the the range is 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of ideal body weight is the is the recommended amount of protein. And so we definitely need to be prioritizing that protein to help our body build muscle also but another piece of it is if we i mean yes technically you can lose weight if as long as you're in a calorie deficit even if your food choices are kind of junk food but there are a lot of times where if you have if you have blood sugar issues especially insulin resistance the types of foods that you choose need to be healthy choices too. Otherwise, you may have some struggles with weight loss also. So I think that that is one of the biggest things that you want to look at is your nutrition because truly your nutrition is going to drive that fat loss. It's going to drive weight loss overall. And so you want to fill up on things that have lots of fiber like vegetables, fruits, uh, beans, lots of bone broths and things that are rich in nutrients that are rich in minerals. You want to have those real whole foods. And I honestly would say that if things have more than a couple of ingredients or in a package that maybe try to have very little of that, because it is so important that our health, that we, that we prioritize our health as, as far as like, you know not only as we age, but just for our how we feel, just how our quality of life it's really important that we do that you want to look to try to get some protein with every meal, and that's going to help control your appetite because as we remember, protein has the th- highest thermic effect of food um, and it's going to just keep you feeling fuller longer so it's really important to do that so definitely if you haven't you know really looked at your nutrition that's going to be something that's important important to do and then just to also try and like i was saying balance that blood sugar to try to help with insulin resistance so not having those those peaks and valleys of your blood sugar but trying to keep it more like a rolling hill By eating um, protein with and protein or fat with your carbs, that's going to also help with blood sugar regulation and insulin resistance. As well as um, another thing that you can do is move after meals. That will also help your body to use that um, the glucose. So I know we've heard it a hundred times, but. The other thing that needs to happen if you want to have the best chance that you can for success with losing body fat over 40 is to get enough sleep. Sleep deprivation is going to mess with so many different hormones and it also increases your risk of diabetes and obesity. It causes stress on your system, and we know that chronic stress will cause weight gain because when we are chronically stressed, then our cortisol production is increased. And so what that does is that it causes an increased appetite. It causes our hunger hormone ghrelin and our satiety hormone leptin to be kind of wonky and so when we have all of these things happening, it really can lead us to to eat more because if our hunger and satiety hormones are messed up, then that can cause issues. But also if we are exhausted, then what happens is, is we are much less likely to want to exercise. We're much less likely to move around at all, or at least very much. And so what will happen then is that we could be over-consuming our calories too, which then again is kind of counterproductive to what it actually is that we want to happen. So I think that really looking to try to get those seven to nine hours per night of sleep is a great place to start. And that will help improve your metabolism and help just balance your entire system. Um, Just also, you know, I would just say things for sleep, like not being on your phone right before bed, trying to, um, trying to, get like have a wind down routine so that you can start preparing for it is really important. Limiting caffeine and alcohol especially is really um, notorious for disrupted sleep too. So I think that all of these things can really help, um, you know, just to realize that while there may be some things, some hormone shifts, some reasons that it may it 's more difficult to lose weight after forty, just realize that it 's not hopeless that there, you can control the controllables and you can control you as a variable in that and If you feel like you have some hormonal issues, I would just encourage you to reach out to a hormone specialist and have them tested. Look at the whole picture so that you know exactly what you're working with, and so that you can get the help that you need to be able to improve your chances that you'll have success in this area. Because I think that it's really hard if we have this big hurdle that we don't feel like we can overcome, we need people to come alongside us and to help us through that. So I just would encourage you to do that if you, you know, if you feel like you need you would rather have somebody come alongside you and help you. And as always, I am here. If you have any questions or, um, if you are interested in coaching or anything like that, feel free to, to DM me on Instagram. Um, it's at Emily underscore Eboa underscore coaching, and I'm happy to answer any questions, but as always, thank you so much for being here. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you feel so inclined, I would love it if you wouldn't mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Um, that really helps me, um, helps the podcast to grow and reach more people. Or if you know someone that would enjoy this or it would be helpful for feel free to share it with them. But I thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening today. As always, if you have questions or comments or things you'd like to see on future episodes, feel free to DM me on Instagram at emily underscore Eboa underscore coaching. And if you wouldn't mind, I would love it if you would leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.